0: Welcome to Executive Talk. Thank you guys so much for being here. Everybody that's here live in our studio audience and also those who are tuning in live. Today, we're gonna to talk about time management. Now, I know as business owners, time management is always an evolving thing. So, let's think about it, you have your iPhones, you have your iPads, you have your Androids. Well, nobody likes Androids, right? <laughs> Everybody likes iPhones. <laughs> but we have, this, we have all this equipment with us to help us with our time management, but yet, it's still hard to keep our time management under control. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to address time management from a biblical point of view so that way you guys can understand why it happens and why it's such a hard thing to to break the habit of and actually give you a reason and actually an opportunity to come back and change that habit within time management because there is a way to fix time management. We just have to understand and we have to take, take a deeper look. So today's show is called Time Management, A Deeper Look. So let's go ahead and get into this. So, time is elusive. It's one of those things that it's always a big question. Have you guys ever, has anybody made this statement before? I'll do that later. How many people have done that? Okay, we always have this later date. I will start X, Y, Z whenever I get older. You know, I don't need to do it now, I'll do it when I get older. Has anybody ever said that before? Yes. (laughs) Everybody's real silent, yes, yes. I'll get rest when I die. Has anybody ever said that before? No, no, nobody said that. <laughs> Come on, you guys, be honest, be honest. We, we've said one of these three statements, if not on a regular basis. This is actually how you know time is elusive to us, and it's actually hard for us to really uh, put, a, put a concept behind it. It's because we keep on putting things down to the future as if we know that the future is always going to be there. Okay? So, let's take it to the next step here. Time provides too much access. So when you have 24 hours a day, it's just a bowl of time. It just keeps on rolling through. 2017's here. Okay. Well, this year I'll do a better time, I'll be, I'll do a better job with my time, right? So the years just keep on going by. But then the crazy thing about time is events keep on happening in our life before us. Things, events that we don't want to happen to us, but they keep on happening. So, there's a conflict of interest within time. We want time to point to a certain direction, but all, all the time, we always have something weird coming up in the, middle of our, in the middle of our lives. So, America has done a great job. This is not an anti-American uh, statement here, but I want you guys to understand this. Because we have a hard time understanding what time looks like, America has put together timelines for us, so that way we have checklists. This is how they helped, help us out. 16, you get your permit. That's a timeline. That means 16 years on this, on this earth, you are ready to have a permit. At 18, here's another checkpoint. You're ready to have your driver's license. That means you're a grown adult. That means if you get in trouble, instead of going to a, a juvie court, <laughs> you get to actually go to jail in the bigger court or go to jail somewhere else. Now, 25 to 35, let's think about this. This is a huge amount of time, because once you get into your 20s, you guys know how it used to be. I'm going to go party hard. I don't have to answer to my parents. I have a car, I have a job, I have my own place. Life is all mine. All this time is all mine. That's what happens when we hit 20. And then, along the way, we're like, hey, Let's get married. I love you. You love me? Hey, let's get married. Great. Let's have some kids. Okay, great. Cool. You know what? I need to be a responsible. adult. I'm 30. The market looks good. Let me go ahead and get a house also. Okay? So all these things are happening within 20 to 35. Of course, everybody has, but just, just, just track with me for a minute. Now, during this time frame, 35 to 45, what else do you start thinking? 35 to 45, I want to travel all across the world everybody has those those travel wants and travel needs I want to go here I want to go there I want to go here so this is all of what you're doing with your time because this is your only concept of time you have to fill it with something or else time gets weird because you're just sitting there like what do I do that's what time does to you so 50 guess what there's another time check you get your AARP card No disrespect to anybody out there, but I just looked it up on the Internet today, and at 50 years old, going forward, you can sign up and get your AARP card. So that means you can go to Denny's, and you can go ahead and get your discounts, you know, (laughs) you get your pancakes for free, whatever the system is at 50. I can't wait to see it, God willing. Okay, so 65, they said, that's when you get, that's the Social Security time, and then that's when you get a chance to retire, 75, as long as you're alive, you get to travel the rest of the world. This is, the, this is a person's checklist, and this is how we handle time. Since we don't know what time really means, we just create our own time schedule. And this is the track that we... So, it keeps our focus on the land. Okay? It keeps our focus here on earth. Genesis... And let me go ahead and help you guys out with time. And let me go ahead and narrow this down for you. Genesis 6.3 says... Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be 120 years. Does that make sense? So, we have 120 years specifically on this earth. There is a definitive line. So, if there's anything after that, if there's a belief system, anything after that, read this verse. And this is concrete right here. And this is in Genesis. This is in the very beginning. So, let's go ahead and break down time. Whatever age you are right now, go ahead and take 120 and subtract that, and think about how many years you have left from there. Now, let's do another subtraction, and let's think about it. How how many people have, in the Guinness Book of World Records, have seen anybody live 120 years? Has anybody seen that person, or heard about that person? Nobody, okay? Last thing I checked, it's like 105. But you know, something weird about 105, 110, there's a certain point in life where you get to a stage where you just, (laughs) that's when you're 105, you just can't do anything. (laughs) You guys know what I'm talking about? So there's a certain point where you're like, ah, getting to that age, ah, whatever. Okay, so just narrow down your time and that's how much time you potentially have left because what what bothers every single human being is we don't know our day of death. Okay, there's a big mystery there, but it's an important mystery there. So, when you were made, when you were born, God, and this is back in Genesis, God made His image, okay, he, made, he gave His image to man. So His image is His heart, okay? So think about it, heart plus value equals time management. Think about the statement, heart plus value equals time management. When your heart either knows the value, it's going to put, it's going to manage the time in that direction. If your heart does not know what that value is, it's going to manage time in that direction. So, wherever your heart knows, what, if your heart doesn't know what to do, it's going to point towards that direction, because again, time is elusive. It has to go somewhere. You were built that way to create, and to you're, you're here for a mission on Earth. So, specifically, your heart is always leading you some direction. It's always about the emotions. Now, if your heart is questioning about what its value is and where it needs to be placed, this is how your life looks. And this is where time management gets sticky. So your heart becomes hardened because your heart is pretty upset by this time. The lack of value, that doesn't bode well for a heart. So then what happens is your mind kicks in and says, okay, heart, this is what we're going to do. Okay, everything that we got, I'll, I'll control the will. you just follow me. So, then it becomes mind plus value equals your time management. So, whatever you think, that's what you end up doing. So, then you know how creative the mind is. How many people have a pretty creative, active, randomly active mind? <laughs> Sometimes you're like, be quiet, stop thinking so much what's going on with you. That's, that's your mind. It's, it's a perpetuating thing. Now, in order to really understand it, think about it from a hamster wheel perspective. This is what time looks like. So, when the hamster gets on the wheel and starts running, it has a concept of time, okay? Everything's running, everything's running. And then as soon as that thing starts kicking in momentum, okay, in this example, as soon as life starts kicking in momentum, it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going, okay? And it gets so fast. What happens, what happens to the hamster? That wheel just takes over, doesn't it? And then by a certain point in time, that, what does that wheel do? Whew, you see that hamster always go kick off somewhere else, right? That's what life feels like sometimes, doesn't it? When we're running that hard, and that's what happens when the mind kicks over and takes over, kick, or takes over for your heart because your heart may not know what to do. So that's the hamster wheel. That, that's what life looks like, and that's why we're like, I am exhausted. I don't know what to do. We're running this hamster wheel lifestyle. Now, because of this, Hosea 4.6, let me help you guys understand something. This verse says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Okay, they're destroyed for lack of knowledge. What am I supposed to do? Why am I here on earth? Where is my time supposed to go? What is my mission on earth? All the answers are right here. But if we don't know that, we'll be in this place right here, and then you're open season. Now, the enemy knows something about you, Okay, he knows the Bible back and forward and back. The enemy comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, work with me. You guys read it with me. John 10, 10. The enemy comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. Okay, only. He's not here to say, hey, how you doing? You having a good day? Are you, come on, talk to me, girl. Are you having a good day? you having a good day. The enemy wouldn't talk to you like that. <laughs> He would never talk to you like that, all right? He only comes here to kill, steal, and destroy. As long as your heart doesn't know what his purpose is, your heart is open season, okay? When the enemy comes to attack, and he's like a roaring lion, you guys seen that in the Bible before, he looks for your heart. He looks for an unknowing heart. He's like, hmm, that's what he's looking for. That's how he finds you. He can't find you when you're guarding, when your heart knows what to do. He can find you, but again, you're covered. But when you don't know what to do with your heart, when your heart is hardened, he he's like, hmm. You got a little stench on you. Okay, yeah, I I I want to I want to mess with this person. That's how he that's how he operates. So bad decisions with time. How many people <laughs> have done this before? Oh, bad decisions. <laughs> When bad decisions come up with your time, what happens is these are, these are some heart functions. Nine times out of ten, your heart is lonely. Okay, when your heart doesn't know where to go, your heart is lonely. When your heart doesn't know where to go, there's uncertainty there. That's where uncertainty actually comes from. It comes from your heart. No trust. Have you ever seen somebody walk around, I, I got trust issues. I'm not, I'm not doing that because they don't trust themselves. They make too many bad decisions. They're not knowing what their heart is supposed to be and where it's supposed to go. That's where that comes from. And again, track with me. This has everything to do with time management. So then, fig leaves. You guys remember in Genesis, Adam and Eve put their fig leaves on once once they fell? That's what your heart looks like. So we all walk around with virtual fig leaves when we don't know where our heart is supposed to go. So... It's not like anybody comes up to you and says, hey, you know, I got trust issues, but hey, I would like to hang out with you and, you know, let's hang out for a while. Hey, you know, I'm uncertain about my life, so, but hey, I'm still a good guy, so come on, let's go hang out. <laughs> Nobody's that nice <laughs> and that honest to tell you where they, where, where they are in that way. But that's the fig leaves. You start doing things to start covering your heart up because you do not want to have that type of presentation with people. Now, we go back to your provisions. Think about that time frame from 20 to 35. Okay, again, nothing's wrong with these provisions, but I want you guys to actually understand. So, this is what a typical person's situation looks like. You're married. You have a dog or two. You have kids, or you know, a kid or kids. You still like to travel. You have a business. You join a couple of boards, you know, a couple of nonprofit organizations that make sense to you. These are all noble things, okay? Maybe you partner in another, in another business. Maybe you say, you know what, I want to partner with you. You know, I have a little bit of extra time. I want to go ahead and part- partner with you in business. You have your weekend lifestyle included. Of course, you know, you might like climbing. You might like doing other things on the weekend that, you know, really fill your soul. Guess what one thing that's common about every last bit of these um, things that I listed, all these provisions, and just yell it out. They include other people OK? Take time. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> time. Every last bit of these require time. So every last bit of them will require some emotion, some, some time from you. But see, as business owners, that's where we get really convoluted because this is our scenario, but guess what? We get worn out very quickly, don't we? But that's where we put on our Superman. You know, I'm good for putting on my Superman cape. I'm like, I can do that. I can go ahead and do all this stuff all at once. That's all me. (laughs) That's just me, you guys. I'm making fun of myself. All right. So, the enemy looks at the scenario. He's like, huh. You're married, you got a dog, you got kids. Hmm, you like to travel. Nice business, that's cool, okay. You got a couple of boards, maybe a partner in another business, weekend, lifestyle included. Hmm, how can I tear this up? Because he only, he only comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Okay, so he's looking at your scenario. How can I destroy this? Because your time is over here and your heart is still lost. That's actually the main component that I'm searching for. Very good. I like this guy. I like this. So let me go ahead and flip flop this scenario and let me create something. Let me create what's called a lust list. So I'm going to create a lust list, but I'm going to make it, I'm going to pretend like it's love, like you have all this love. Okay? That's That's how the enemy tricks you. So. You like to travel, and guess what I know about you? You want to get rich quick. Oh, you, you're one of those types. Okay, you want to you get money. Okay. Oh, you want to be America's top idol. I saw all your Facebook posts. I saw you, hey, I'm at McDonald's getting, getting fries. <laughs> yeah, i seen that. Okay, you want people, you're an influencer. Oh, perfect. So that means I can start training others that are watching you to do the same thing. Hmm. Oh, because you have a lonely heart, you're looking for respect on the land. You're missing that component. Hmm. I love these access points. That's how the enemy's lurking around. Okay, before, and again, he's he's looking at it from this perspective because he has to design a plan that keeps you off track for a long period of time. Now, the first scripture, the enemy will lead you to destroy you, is this specifically. 1 Timothy 6.10 reads, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from their faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Okay? Can anybody associate with that? Okay? That's where those bad decisions start to roll through. Okay, that's, that's how life works. But again, the enemy can only use the Lord's Word in order to make it impactful and make the lie and deception stick. So, business ownerships, as everybody understands, is a never-ending question, isn't it? You're always worried about when are you going to get paid? Is, is this correct? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Don't get quiet on me. This is for real. Who, who, who to accept as a client? Where will your next deal come from? Are you, going to, are you going to go a couple of months without eating? Will people judge me if I don't see this business all the way through? I don't want to be perceived as a quitter. Okay, so in the earlier scenario, what we talked about is how your energy and your focus is on the land, right? Is America's timeline. So again, all your focus is here. All these statements are here focused. Okay, they're all external focus instead of being eternal focus. Okay, so as long as your cares are on the land, the enemy can keep you trapped. So, this is what the new time management schedule that the enemy puts you through. He wants you as your business owner, your, your business that you own, to be first priority. Then all the boards that you belong to, again, he's creating a lust list. Partner in a few other businesses, these are all number one because what you're trying to do specifically is you're trying to solve this issue because the enemy knows that you're, you're going through this moment. If I get more money over here, then I'll have more time over here to spend with my family. So you, you created a negotiation lifestyle. I'll be able to spend more time with the kids. I'll be able to get a bigger house so we have this. You're trying to fix some, you're trying to solve some things by yourself. And that's how the enemy gets us. So, then your weekend lifestyle and then your marriage and your kids, the most impactful part. So, I'm gonna go through a quick run through with you. I'm gonna go through a quick ro- role play. So, can I get your help? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, I'm gonna come home from work. All right. She's gonna be my wife for the moment. <laughs> Thank you for volunteering. And then we're gonna run a couple of scenarios with you. This is what business owners look like when you have this scenario.
1: home yeah, it's so yeah. good to see you yeah nice to see you hi oh
0: hi how's everything
1: it's great we have had such a good day and the kids are great mm-hmm. i've got yeah. your dinner ready here right and is it warm yeah cool yeah cool. it sure is hey yeah, is everything
0: just, um i hey let me get back to you later hope put a pin in that that sounds great you know is that cool
1: uh, uh, sure i'll just wrap that up and toss it in the fridge oh
0: okay cool yeah yeah, okay starving yeah all right cool all right have a good day okay you too. okay again while i'm doing this role play i'm not a mean guy just roll with me everybody okay
1: (laughs) hi honey hey how you doing good how was your day
0: my day was good real quick honey yeah you see this big door that i just came through
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just need a minute to decompress. You bet. Matter of fact, the game is on. I need to watch yep. the game. Zone out for a minute. You got the kids, or so is everybody all right? We're set. Okay. We're totally
1: set for you, Cool, babe.
0: cool, cool. All right. I need I need some time alone.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, last scenario here. Hey babe, how you doing? Hi. Nothing, uh, What is there uh, any, are we eating dinner? I mean, what's going on, how are the kids doing? Well, how are you doing? Well, you're,
1: um, you're late. I have a thing tonight. I gotta head out with my girls. And uh, yeah, I'm, I I didn't really have time to get this happening for you, the dinner, all that. I gotta check out, I gotta go.
0: You seem closed off lately, I mean, are you good? Do you, yeah. you wanna talk later?
1: Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm fine.
0: Oh. Fine. I don't know what's wrong with it. Oh, okay. All right, honey. Yeah. All right.
1: It's all good. Okay. Yep.
0: All right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Now, before we give a round of applause, what what happened in that scenario? I need some help from you guys. Well, you were ignoring her. Okay. Leaving her, you know, and now she's She's change. starting to check out, isn't she? 180 yeah. degree change. Yeah. That's right. See. There you go, 100%. That's the enemy. Okay, he's already created a a wedge. Because I, actually, thank you so much. Let's give Lori a round of applause. See, I'm a nice guy. I'm helping her down. It's good. We're all on the good graces. We're back. (laughs) But that's exactly it. He put a wedge. Because. My lust, he changed my lust into a love for my business specifically. And all my energy and all my direction is going that way towards my business. And now no longer is this scenario good. That's what he came to destroy. And after a while, and it depends, sometimes it happens really fast and sometimes it happens over time. But nonetheless, it happens. And when you think about the marriage divorce rate, that's part of the reason where it comes from. Now, three out of ten commandments he forces, um, he forces us to break. Number one, you shall have no, you shall have, you shall have no other gods before me. D- anywhere on that list that I have um, God is first? No, not at all. Okay? My business was first. So, number one. Number two, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days... You shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. How many people are working like round the clock seven days a week? (laughs) See, that's the enemy's work on it. See, everybody's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) You see how tricky he is? That's the place that he gets us. You shall, not make your, you, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth, on earth beneath or in waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. And that's your business specifically. So right now we're having a Jonah moment. In order to actually understand how to get here and how to work on this time management, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a Jonah moment. See, the, the key thing about Jonah and his story it's a simple fact that he actually went 25 miles the wrong direction. 2,500 miles the wrong direction, where had he been going and had he followed his heart, he was only 500 miles away from the destination that the Lord was sending him to. Okay? So Jonah 10 says, This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he already told them so. Okay, next. Jonah 11 says, the sea was getting rougher and rougher. What should we do to make the sea calm down for us? See, this is where they're ready to throw Jonah out of the out of the ship, out of the boat. Okay? But the key is, what is the sea in this in this circumstance? Your flow of life. Okay? So when your life starts getting rougher and rougher, guess what the Lord is trying to, the Lord is actually communicating to you at that point? That's, that's the message right there. Jonah 17 says, Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, or to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Okay, so think about that. The Lord persevered or preserved Jonah with the fish. That's what it was about, because he could have just let Jonah drown, right? But that's what the big fish represented in that. So he gave Jonah three days and three nights to contemplate and pray on where he was going. And after that moment, he started walking backwards. The walking backwards towards the right direction is what's called repentance. That's what that that looks like. That 2,500 back to that 500 miles, that's what that looks like. So, in order to solve this, repent of the lifestyle. It needs healing. Answer that call that's going on in your heart, and you'll actually start to understand where this comes and what the problem is. So, remember this also. 2 Corinthians 5.10 suggests, For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will receive whatever we deserve for good and evil we have done in this earthly body. So, this is very important that we get this time management thing right. We have six days to work. Okay, that should really help narrow down your work schedule so you can start saying no to things that don't make sense to your schedule. What I like to do is go to the studio audience and see if there's one specific question that I can answer today.
1: that um you would spend the your one day off your your sabbath day what what kinds of activities um do you do you do to refresh like really refresh your spirit and your soul and your mind
0: absolutely thank you that was a great question um sleep <laughs> seriously <laughs> i do a lot of resting i do it like nobody else's business i'm very good at resting but hey, actually I have to get to you guys later on. Please join us on Facebook, Twitter, and also on LinkedIn. We gotta go. And I have to get back to work. So you guys have a good day. Goodbye.